I've really noticed is when you, you've got those dogs and, and you are like at a, a point in life where it is kind of just go in and, and feed and clean and, and you got to get about your day and whatever. Well, it, yeah. There's a big difference than the guys that can go in and spend some time and, and put hands on a dog every day. Yes. And like there's I some real benefits that. to that. And, and I would really encourage people. Like I find a lot of personal enjoyment when it comes summertime. I mean, yeah, we're not running per se, but you know, I spend as much time with my dogs in the summer than I do probably any other time, even if it's just working in the kennel. Like I'll take right. a project down and work in there or we're fixing fences within eyesight or there's a couple loose running around the dog yard while we're working or the kids yeah. are playing. And I think it just makes a world of difference. Oh yeah. It's a lot of guys that I've seen out here. They'll keep their pups, like you say, in the house for till they're six months old, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I don't know. We just never did that. You know, it was always out of my dad was one of them ones. He's a tool. You use him as a tool. And, but you still clean the dog pens. You went every day. And like I say here, we, we go to bow camp. We're there for a week. Dog, dogs are with us. Tied out. Yeah. We put them up. You know what I mean? It's just, but they're with us at all times because we really ain't got nobody taking care of them or don't want to give, you know, have people do that because, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know, yeah. They're ours. But it's hard to find a sitter that's going to give them the attention or, or pay attention. Right, anybody. right. You know, and it's, and I did that a few times down there. You know, we did it. We'd go to, like, we went to Alaska for two weeks and stuff. It seemed like every time you do something like that, it seemed like something always happens. You know, I mean, on Dude, my that happens my, anyway. You know, <laughs> my, just, it never fails. I'll get a call from my wife. My dogs are perfect angels until I leave town. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like last year I had to go. Oh, well, say I started getting bark collars. We was working some Brandons. One day I, I was, at his, was working his brand. My wife, my phone kept coming off, so I answered the phone. And the wife said, you have to do something with this damn dog. I'm about to kill him out there. You, you know, so I said, okay. That's when I ordered a bark collar started putting on him. And like I said, we, we run them mainly during the week. I try to pull them off on the weekends, but I don't like yeah. running them at night just in case because you got enough critters to come up around here, you know. So. Oh, yeah. I've had possums climb in and eat the dog food in the kennel and get killed. Yeah. You know, it's like. You yeah, gotta let time, them do their job. Yeah, one time down there, gosh, years ago, one night a wife woke me up. She just shut them damn dogs up. Summertime down south, wind is roping the house, so I go out there and they're, they're treed. I had a couple of black and tans in, and one blue dog went up there and had a possum. Oakland was hanging over the over the dog pen, and they were just oh. hammering on him. You know what I mean? It's just like hell. Wouldn't you know? Just shoot him out. You know, you hate yeah. to shoot him out of the dogs because he falls in the pen and you're giving him a game you don't want to run because then they're yeah. you know, trashing now, you know. Right. But it made it quiet, you know. So that was the main yeah. thing. What kind of, I mean, just curious, what kind of bark collars did you use? Because, like, I, I got it, I don't know. I bought them from y'all. Which one? Did you go with the dog trees or the, the bark limiters? I don't know. I could look up your account. You, can, you can look it up because Jeremiah just bought some too. I just got. I think we have one for every dog now, just yeah. because neighbors, you know, <laughs> they don't seem to yeah. keep their dog home. It makes ours bark, and then they come. Hey, you know, your dog barked all day. Yeah, yeah. You know, your fence didn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so. But no, I'd be honest. He might know. He'll know for sure. Because I know he just works some. Like they're both a good bark caller, and, and I get guys that they swear by the bark limiter deluxes and. And they are good, you know. Yeah, but they're like not, I'll tell you, this, <laughs> pretty bad in a black and gold box, I think. 
Yeah. You know, and then there's the YS 600s that I know Buddy's used them. I've I've tried them and, and they seem to work well. Like less, I want to say they felt like they had less accidental stimulation. You know, like a dog brushing up against something or huh or eating. <laughs> so if you listen to my recommendation, that's probably the one I I told you to buy. Yeah, and if not, maybe I should have. <laughs> <laughs> These work good, whichever ones they are. You know, right um, gosh. I don't remember the name of them, like I said, you know. But you definitely, I mean, that's the thing is, I, everybody listening to this probably already knows. Just make sure to check them. You know, that is, that's something you don't want to not check. I mean, that is a daily hands-on check oh, mark call. for sure, for sure, you know. And that's like, when we go out and feed, you're always, you know, I don't know, you pet the dog, rubbing him down, whatever, you know, and just, I don't know. And like you said, if you got a dog, if you got the collars on, making sure is, you know, they ain't too dang tight, you know. So yeah, keeping a little bit. No, they work pretty good, you know. Go, yeah. we we're working on one dog. He's pretty good about barking in the box when you're traveling, you know. It's just worth good on him. Put it on yeah. him, you know, and just didn't you get to where you're going? You can take it off and just then you all got to do is buzzing when you put your tracking collar on him, you know, and then he'll shut right up, you know? Right. So, it's, so it's working are... pretty good on him getting him shut down now, you know, because he would drive you nuts, you know? <laughs> that <laughs> just, is the worst. Just the yep, 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 yep out of the box. That's it. And he's got, well, he's got this big old deep ball to him too, you know? It's just, I don't know. But he, he's, well, he's ready for bear too. season, man. You guys are going to fire up pretty soon, right? Yeah, we've already tried, been trying to go out. Just the snow... You know, in the mountain, in the woods, it ain't too bad. Just the roads are so drifted to get around. So we've been kicking dogs out, walking up some, you know, some draws and stuff, you know. But we probably some guys around here have cut. They did uh, open a day. Got a friend of ours tree to sell a couple cubs, you know. And um, we finally cut some tracks last weekend down low. They like to keep up off the river, and uh, we just hit them later in the afternoon. You yeah. know, I think they were just too old for what we got to get started, you know. So, yeah. but hopefully this weekend, we're getting warmed up. They're calling for like, well, we're out here at 82, I think, by Sunday. So We just got hit with a heat wave, too. Yeah, it's like all Did of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, like today, it's 80-something. Oh, yeah. Shoot and it was there. snowing at my house a week ago. Oh, yeah, we, what day was it? Woke up the other morning, it was snowing, uh... I guess that was Friday. Yeah, I went to work Friday, woke up. It was, I uh, wasn't quite a good heavy dusting, but it was yeah. off and on. What melt, you know, the melt that hit the ground, you know. Just enough to bring a bunch of water is what we found. Like every day, we would get like two inches and then it'd melt and then two oh, inches yeah. and melt. And it's like all of a sudden my backfield's a swamp. Yeah. It's Sunday or Monday morning. It rained all day. We had to go recover that truck and, and rain all day. Yeah, that looks like a pretty gnarly situation. Yeah, it was Jeremiah being the minute he could tell you the whole thing. He was the one driving it, you know. So I oh, yeah. Well, pulled, I was the one hooked to him and pulled him, and he just, you know, I, anyways, he kind of slid downhill front end into a tree and downhill. So oh, yeah. we had to go in the next day with winches and stuff and. We'll out. get to the full story here in a bit. Yeah. He's out feeding dogs, isn't he? Yeah, he's supposed to be out there feeding them dogs, and he'll be up. 
you know, but, uh, but yeah, no. So I like the podcast with you and the boys. That was sound. Like oh, good thanks, t- man. Sound like a good time. You know, boys. Yeah, we had a pr- we had a pretty good time. Yeah, it's always good they time. they think they're a big shot. You know, when, when they get to do the podcast, they think they're like something Shoot special. Ya, <laughs> you know, hey, you're doing it right, dude. You got them in the woods and all, and they ain't got no problem going to the to the tree. The one right. gets me is so whatever happened with the you know guys listening to you there and. The, so that y'all run a fox, right? And he kind of uh-huh. went over a bank and turned hard, and dogs kept going. Yeah, because y'all were talking about that. So yeah, it all turned out really good. Nobody got hurt. I mean, yeah. thank God that it wasn't like it was a something you'd see in a movie. But you know, in the Pacific Northwest, these roads are cut into the yeah. mountains, so you got a, a big cut bank is what I should have probably called it. Oh, okay, but it was a rock outcropping. And yeah, that sucker turned. The last dog was the only dog that did not go over. Really? And it figured need to be it slow sometimes. Oh <laughs> man, I saw that coming. Well, the problem is, is all those dogs, like me and my buddy, we hunt together a lot. I mean, if my dogs are in the woods, they're with his dogs a large percentage of the time. Right. So when they run, I mean, they're they're wadded up. They they were all. They, we're not talking. We're stretched out fifty yards. Right. We're talking like everybody is right there in the moment. And it was like one, two, three, four, five, six, just boom, 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 boom. Really? And I was still in reverse, you know, trying to make sure dogs weren't coming off behind me. And the, the kids were like, dad, it's like raining dogs out here. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, that's a scary thing. And I was really nervous because that can go real bad. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. luckily it didn't. And And I think... Like we were talking about just spending time with those dogs and, and mentally keeping them in shape, keeping a dog physically in shape yeah. makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. You know, like injury wise, I would say if those dogs were out of shape or at least <laughs> I, I use shape lightly because I feel like very rarely do you ever have a dog really in shape. But like if they were just couch potato soft. Man, that that would have been devastating to any house dog. Oh yeah, you know, no doubt. Yeah, we try to road during the week and on a day on the weekend. You know, yeah. keep in shape. You know, and uh, usually today is the day we usually go. He was gonna go, but I guess he's gonna hang out. We're gonna we're really gonna hit it hard this weekend, so we just got another day of him sitting back, and then we'll hit it Friday afternoon through Sunday. You know. So what do you do? Like when you just go rode them for exercise, and I know this probably sounds dumb, but I hear it a lot. Do you guys like go to areas there is no game or, or like, man, it's tough <laughs> around Montana to go somewhere where there ain't no game. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, just... like, is it something where like those dogs get in a mode and they know you're just pushing them and you're pushing them so hard that they know they're going for exercise? Because that's my thing is if I'm going to drive to where I can road my dogs. Yeah. It's an hour, and if oh, I'm going see. an hour, like it's an area that I know and I'm comfortable with, but there's game in it, so I can't, you know, yeah. like they're gonna start it. It's we we can do it right here by the house. We got a bunch of area. We ain't got far to go to kick them in, and so in May they'll start opening up some gates again, and then like yeah. in that after let's say later on, we got some pretty steep stuff. We'll work them uphill, you know. Sure. Um, I don't know. We ain't had too much problem. They do bump some stuff. And if we can see, you know, we've had, ain't no doubt, they trash. I mean, they'll trash on a deer. If you've had them put up 
for weeks, like sometimes it happens, and you oh, go yeah. out, it don't matter what on our what dogs. They smell that elk or whatever. He's pretty stinky. They're going to run him, you know. Yeah. And, then, then you just, and they're pretty good. You can just tone them. And no, it's not just – they know. I think they, they automatically know they ain't supposed to run that, you know. Yeah. So – They're just but, testing you. They're checking oh, it to make sure is it still yeah. we're still not supposed to do that. Yeah, you know. Okay, we're we're good. We really try to watch it on young young dogs is the biggest thing. They don't want them to start out. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's everybody's that way. You know. That's but, my uh, worry is is rodent young dogs. Yeah. It, you know, like just to get in shape, especially independently, because yeah. I don't want to crush that dog's independence and wanting to to work a track. But you know darn good and well, it's probably not good. Yeah. And uh, it's, like you say, a lot of times, like whenever we were going here prior, uh, try to ride the road, make sure there wasn't no wolves and stuff there too, you know. And then we might road yeah. back out. We'll road up and road out, you know. Because here it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem if you go early morning, late afternoon, or middle of the day. You know, it seems like deer and stuff's moving all the time. And we yeah. run a few coyotes. I know we've hit a few coyotes just how they ran. Or you get up there when they turned off in the snow and you'll see, you know, what they're on another dog, you know. Sure. And just usually tone them off. Like I say tone them and usually it shuts down pretty quick. They know, you know. Yeah. But uh and how far do you road them? Oh like we can do we've done eight to ten miles, you know, yeah. but don't push them hard, you know, just don't want to run no pads off of them or nothing by running them and pushing them too hard, you know. On down the roads, but and then we've done it before. We'll we'll go look for a line in the mornings, and the dogs don't drag them. Where there's a lot of in the box, and then we'll take them out. And uh, you know, we already run the area. We know what's around the area, and we'll just right. road them with the sleds. You know, we just started oh, doing that know. toward the end of our when we could still really get up and do stuff. We would run them. Jeremiah's coming in now, but. We'd run them, I don't know, eight, ten miles easy on the sled. They would run groom trail. We'd just cut through or whatever. You yeah. Know? So and they were good with that. Try every time we take them, we try to get them out, stretch them. You sure. know, it's just to keep them going. You know. What so we're learn? fortunate we get to be right pretty close here. I mean, we hunt all over from shoot four to five hours away to ten minutes down the road. You know. What right. I mean? So you learn a lot. I think rodent dogs, like I kind of backed myself in a corner and I have dogs that don't even rig anymore, yeah. you know, cause like my situation, I said, I hunt a few spots and I just go in and I know where the game is and we don't harvest it. So it, I can just keep going back. Right. It, it's, um, yeah, no, I got it, you there. Um, I don't know. You know, it's, we working on rig dogs. We got a we got a couple of them that rig pretty decent, you know, on bears for sure, you know. And the more as the season goes through, the better they get naturally. Yeah. You know, we, we use the same dog for cats and bears. You know, Jeremiah's got a little red bone. She's she really she's tight mouth though on a cat, so it's hard to put anything in with her. Yeah. And um, I got a red dog too. Red tick. He'll he'll roll in behind her. He'll do the mouth. You know, but uh, I think she likes cats. Like I said before, I think she likes cats a lot more. She likes bears, you know, on her end. Yeah. But these other ones, I don't know, they're ready to roll. It's it's still crazy to me, like, how much, I don't know, I guess when you hunt different ways, like, everybody hunts different, right? But, like, you've got people, I mean, primarily that rig or they rode. 
or they free cast. Right. I mean, I would say those are the three most common ways of hunting. But yeah. you learn so much about that dog with each three independently. Like watching a dog on the rig is amazing. And then, you know, you watch them in the road and you learn a lot about like yeah. their locomotion and watching them and making sure, you know, their sound as far as physically oh, sound. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, and I say down south, we would try to cut a track. You know, I mean, even if it, if it was bear, hogs, deer, whatever, and if you didn't have a track, you know, we what do they call walking the dogs? You cast, you're going with your dogs, and you're because after a while, you'll know where different game lay up, and you pretty much take your dogs up in them areas, and you know, and they'll right after, especially after a while, your older dogs know where they're jumping stuff, and you kick them out, they're gone to there. They know it, you know. They know them. Well, same wood you hunt over and over, you know. Yeah. So. No, like you said, I don't know how many people I've ran into before over the years. And you see any dogs, you heard any dogs? Yeah, what if, yeah, I heard a chop mouth dog over here. Is, is your dog chop, I don't know. They, they don't know their dog's voices, you know. <laughs> That's true. And, it, and it's, it's, it's pretty true. And, and up here, I can see that because you don't hear a lot of race here. You're using that yeah. GPS, you know, we're down there, it's flat country and you can hear a long ways, you know, seeing so you, you can hear your dog's work, you know. Yeah. You can get all the way around them in a lot better. You're not miles out usually. Yeah. You can surround a block a lot better. Might be a big block of timber, but you can get right. someone within hearing distance of it at least. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You get to hear a lot more of the race. Oh, you do. A lot of them are like a square mile. A lot of blocks are square mile, if you want to say. Some are smaller oh, when they start making clear cuts and stuff. <laughs> then people push roads in, which y'all probably know too. It's happened everywhere in the country where they're closing roads left and right. So oh, it's yeah. making making blocks bigger, which it ain't a bad thing because it gives game, I think, time to, you know what I mean, grow up or whatever, get a little more knowledge under them, you know. Sure. So you get a better quality, better class of animal too. I mean, if you're a lot of places like down where we grew up and all they went to a horn restriction now to where he's got to have three on one side. Right. Um, or a 10-inch main beam for deer or as far as whitetails and all. So it, it's given that the genes some time to actually grow and see the quality of deer that that place can put out, along with other places there. And that's like bears down there. We we had our season; it had to be the harvesting. We had to be a hundred pounds. You know, yeah. no, and actually no salad cubs and stuff. Just kind of gave them up a little more. You know, give them sure. time to grow a little more. And so anyway, well, it makes a huge difference. On a yeah, I don't hear any more. I'm kind of like you say. I'll just soon run them. You know, once yeah. you shoot him, the hunt's over. Toll hunt is finding <laughs> track, getting him started, and getting him up the tree, and then that's the hunt. You know. Yeah. So. No, it's wild to me. Like what the difference a year makes on a bear. I I was really fortunate that my in laws had a great property that backed like thousands, hundreds of thousands of acres of of national oh, nice. forest land. So the bears would come down every fall because it's the last water <laughs> basically on the, the mountain range. It all comes down to one or two sides of this ridge. And, you know, those bears would be in there. You'd get a ton of them, you know, let's say eight to ten on trail cam every year. Oh, really? And yeah. Yeah, there is a bunch because they're just rolling out of that national forest because um, the water's drying up. There's no water unless they go down 
the backside and they're hitting like Illinois river and, and down into like the rogue trail and all that. And it's just all big open slopes. So yeah. there's no feed. There's no water. They just all kind of funnel down in there. Right. And they hit their, their orchard every year. So I mean, Oh really? But you know, you look at them one year and we had a sow we watched. I probably watched her for six years. And every year until last year, she twinned out, you know, so it was cool to see, like, you get to know them a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I ended up harvesting one out there years ago that he was a monster mountain bear. He was, I'm going to say between four and five, four, yeah. very conservative. I mean, he was boned out 165 pounds of meat. So Dang. he's a yeah, big good. And, and I never, I never got the age back from the state. So I'm trying to figure out if we can go back the, and get the records because I'd like to just, know. And Jeremiah just found out on his one two years ago. Yeah, it took them at least. It's touch over. Well, no, it's two years. This was the second. This was this May is the second year, and I just found out here about the time we found put in for tags. They had finally yeah. posted it for us. So I'm figuring. I'm hoping my cat will be that. Um, because I'd like to know how big that. You know, that cat was, or how old that cat was, I should say. Yeah, it's cool to know. My bear was 12. His bear was, yeah, I found out he was 12. You know, he was he was pretty good. I mean, he was six, square six. He's, yeah, he's over six, technically. Yeah. Almost seven. No, it was, you know, square, what weight. We had, if we were to kill him, you got to pack him. He ain't bringing yeah. him out. You know, you got to pack him out. You know, oh, sure. Most of the stuff we do, and... The That's why we it. never weighed mine. There was no way that was coming out in one piece. Like yeah. that got boned out. <laughs> yeah, the wife killed one here a year before he killed that big one. We killed several of the two biggest ones, and it was during a pandemic, so they didn't. Even, they just called it in, you know. Yeah. So we don't. So we didn't get to get an age on him. He was. He was a pretty good one, too. You know, it's it wasn't just, the biggest one he killed. Hers a short, stocky bear. Like he squared out at five eight. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. he was almost that big around, it seemed like. Yeah, he got a hell of a pumpkin on him, you know. Yeah. So. When you sat it's, there and looked at him, when you looked at him from on the shoulders on, you're like, oh, my gosh, she just shot. She's booked. And then yeah. once he turns and rolls away, you're like, hold on, wait a minute, don't shoot. He looks like a dink. And then you see him stretched out on the hillside. Like, oh, no, he's, he's a big bear. He's just short and compact. Right. And – uh yeah. But. It's funny how the frame, I mean, I know I've talked about it before, but like mountain bears and valley bears, like they get a different frame on them. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know how old that bear was. He had to have been fairly old because his teeth were pretty whacked. Oh, yeah. But then we killed another one two years ago. Uh, and that thing came back at two and a half years old and he was like two and a quarter. And he just left my hand been gone from mama because she told him about two years, you know. Well, and that's what I felt kind of like. I don't know. I, I'm not. This is gonna sound bad to me. Any 200 pound bear is a shooter. Like I'm right. not. I've heard you said before. Yeah. Bear. Yeah. But when you realize, like, holy cow, we hit that size and quality of a bear in that short a period, and I remember yeah. distinctly my first California bear. I I use it as a reminder to not shoot small bears. I mean, it was a great experience, but, you know, it was 125 pounds. Right. Yeah. And it's not like I'm ashamed of it or anything, but it is a reminder because that thing was a nine-year-old 
you know, south. Really? Nine years it, old with that? Yeah, it was just, it was like kind of the last week of season. I didn't even have dogs at the time. I was hunting with some friends. Or I did, I guess that was my first year with dogs. Because I held out all season to get my dogs under a tree that first year. And, uh, but yeah, you know, to come back at nine years old and. Was it a and that size? I was, I was shocked, yeah. you know, and then you start looking at the other bears in the area and what we had caught and harvested and, and even let go. It's like, it makes you wonder. It, it makes you question. Yeah. All well, plus y'all sit down there on in-laws where you got a big orchard and stuff. We don't get a ton. Yeah. And that's what here, some of this area up here and getting a fall, like I was saying, or they worked, we were gone elk camp and bow hunting and the bears come in and just worked on our pear trees and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, can, but anyways, and that's what happens here a lot because cherry trees, everything else up in this country, you know, and just, yeah. uh, and maybe it helps a lot for the winter, you know, cause we got a lot you of, guys, you know, huckleberries, everything else. So probably what they're eating down South. It was a lot of acorns, palmetto berries, palmetto root. And them bears there are, you can kill 400 pounders, ain't no problem there, but they're lanky, real lanky, yeah. you know. They don't put on the fat that you have here. So I guess they'd be like a spring bear all the time down there. Yeah. Shorter There's hair, no you, know, fat. you know, shorter, shinier type coats, you know. But when you kill a big bear down there, he's got age on him. But yes. you're going to kill, like I remember growing up, us being around some of the bears, like they they had them nicknamed. There was the Volkswagen was the one that I remember. Because when he stepped out on the road, like he literally would sit down on the road and wait until you pulled up to him. <laughs> yeah. He was big enough. He didn't care. Didn't have a plan. Didn't have any worries. But when like he could put his hands together and have them in the front paw like this right here, and the paw goes around both of his oh, fists, and his fists are bigger than mine. And it was just the massive size, like gri almost grizzly bear size in a – it's, it's hard to believe, but in that sand, yeah, he was sand. that big. Like it would be like looking at a big black bear in the snow. Like he's a big, right. massive track. And but he didn't care. He was every well, bit of four hundred plus. He did. Yeah, there was no season, so he'd sit in the road until right. somebody threw him food. Uh, we had another. <laughs> we called him Andre. You know, for Andre the Giant. But he, in that area, in Ocala National Forest, at the time. There was no bear hunting allowed. They finally did it a few years back, and they kind of did it the wrong way, I think. But everybody has their own opinions. They closed it down. They filled a quota. Gosh, a day and a half, and I don't remember what it was. was Three hundred and twenty something bears, and they guaranteed it. I want it like it's in the three hundreds was their quota that they wanted. They guaranteed it open for two full days. They closed it, it within like twenty four hours. Well, it was a day and a half almost. But anyways. Yeah. Was that in Florida? Yeah. And that was our area. Yeah, it was like huge. It, it, I remember seeing it was like a day and a half and that thing was done. Right. It was crazy, you know, and they didn't. I still think they should have did like they used to do the gator stuff because there was guys shooting dinkers. You could you can ride down there any afternoon back where we live at and you just see a bear walking the power lines, walking any road. You're in on, you got dogs running, you know, and a bear just walks out. He'll be 50 yards from the truck and just look at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just. There's so you'll see more bear riding around up there than you will any deer on the road. You yeah, know, it's just it's crazy. And they get used to when they got hit, they wanted you to call them in on the interstate on the highway. Now you call them in, yeah, it was okay. You know, they don't even come look at it anymore. You know, right. so many. And so, and a lot of it was due to, from what I'm told, because I wasn't there when it opened up. A lot of it was due to our 
Bothers didn't keep enough records, you know, so we got somebody in to get it closed down. What is your stuff on it? And they just haven't reopened it since. Yeah. You know? Right. The beekeepers kept us going for so long up in North Florida, you know, kept our season open because they said, if you don't basically, you ain't going to take care of them and we'll just poison basically, you know, but they will take care of the problem. Right. So we kept a season going, you know, and then it got shut down because so we had anywhere from Lake City, Osceola National Forest up in Apalachicola, all up North Florida, you know. Sure. So, well, we run a bunch of bears up there. That's the only place we had to bear hunt, you know. Well, I'm glad you guys got it back, like got something going in Montana because this is your second you, year. Yes, Mon- yes. Yes. There's no doubt. It's It's a good thing. And we're hoping with upcoming stuff and legislature and all where that we will be able to expand on it a little bit better from what we've heard. There was no, the only negatives you've already interviewed, the only negative realistically that was, that happened all last year. That from what we've heard feedback wise and what we can tell from all the hound hunters we've talked to and FWP, there was, that was the only negative, real negative incident that happened last year. And everybody was worried about the grizzly bears. Everybody was more worried about us running grizzly bears than anything. And we're hoping to expand at least where we can run yeah. to where sure. there's so many areas that is heavily, heavily black bear. And it's just, sorry. Someone um, didn't turn their phone off. I, I turned mine off. <laughs> I know. I messed up. Sorry, right. My kids are probably rolling up the front steps here in about two seconds. <laughs> Mom got them out of here for a little bit. <laughs> nice. Good deal. You know. But no, yeah, it's it's a good thing. It really is. And uh, boy, this year was just seeing a lot more people out. You okay. seeing more dog boxes and trucks, you know, compared to last year. I think guys that are cat hunters are a lot of them are starting to jump over. You, you yeah. know, you got more time to run your dogs. You know, well, that a heavy influx of out of staters moved in that were already a bunch of houndsmen moved in, especially once we got sure. that season, made this area more appealing to a lot yeah. of people. Oh, oh, yeah, you made my list. I'm like, oh, we can put that on the list of places to go someday. Yeah, buddy, come on. Anytime, like I say, even during cat season, you want to come up, we'll make a we'll make a Get plan. rid of the snow. You get yeah. rid of that snow. Yeah, <laughs> boy, Heidi, this year we had it. We had, it came in October, and it's, and the mountains is still there, that's for sure. If oh, yeah. I went up the yard here a few weeks ago. We have places. I know. I want to hear this train wreck. We're going to end on a on a bad note because that looks like a pretty gnarly operation to get out. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't. You know. I mean, we were. I'll let him take it. He's the one was the train wreck. I came up trying to. You were the salvation. <laughs> it was a con like controlled engagement of the pucker factor. How's that? Yeah, that's know? a good. Whenever definition. it went off, when so it all started out, we were trying to make it over the one mountain that we actually do most of our bear hunting at and around. Um, we can make it three quarters of the way up the mountain. And we made it, I made it three quarters of the way up the mountain in two wheel drive. My daughter was with me. She's eight years old, box full of dogs. We're going good. We come up we hit a little icy spot, little patch of snow, truck slides, put it in four wheel drive, go across this little area, go around the corner. And it's now snow as far as you can see. <laughs> we deep, deep snow it's we can't back up because i don't want to back across the slick spot right 
<clears throat> so because you got mountains, like this isn't flat land again. Yes, yeah, right. like, we're we're forty five hundred feet and climbing. Yeah, and so now we went from no snow to went around the corner, and we're a hundred yards around the corner, getting into another corner before we get to the main bend of the switchback to start climbing again. It's second to last switchback on the on the way up. So we go into the corner and the front end just died, just buries in the snow. We come to find out we're two and a half to three feet with the snow right now. Yeah, and oh I frame gosh. out on the front end. So I get it's out. It's just soft now. Like, just yeah, soft. Soft, soft, soft late afternoon, <laughs> late afternoon. This is three, four o'clock in the afternoon now. Oh, um, go ahead, chain up the front end. Like, all right, this is normal procedure. It happened all cat season. Here we go. Go to back out and we just start churning butter and it doesn't want to move. It's just, it's just a digging and just a churning. So my daughter goes, dad, are we stuck yet? And I was like, nope, we're just, we're temporarily immobile. We're not stuck. <laughs> I can still dig. We're doing good. So I get out and start digging. I don't want to call him. He's down the hill a little ways. Dad is. Nobody so wants I, to call dad. I start digging and start digging. When he was a kid, did this. I did this a lot when I was a kid, and <laughs> a lot of different situations. Last resort is dad. We'll call yeah. people to drive past dad to get us before we call. Oh dad. yeah. Um. So we. St- I'm digging away. I let her get out of the truck. She's playing in the snow. So we're digging, or I'm digging. She's got sticks. Finally get it. I start to back up a little bit, and it just goes to digging even more. Now I'm I'm throwing dirt finally on one side. I'm I'm completely framed. So I call dad. He pulls up and uh, hooks up to me and starts pulling me backwards. And as we're pulling backwards, the the front end starts to head downhill. And we get it stopped on the edge, right at the cusp where passenger tires are on. They're already starting to lean off the edge of the mountain. Mm. And we're debating back and forth, a little bit of heated argument there. At us, uh, you know, <laughs> stop moving. I'm not moving. Why are you moving? I'm still oh, yeah. so like, thing, you know what I mean? We, yeah. had, we had our moment. <laughs> so um, as this gets going again, we're sitting there. We've cooled down. We're talking. We've looked at everything. And we're like, all right, let's take the dog. Now, dogs are still in the box at this point. Um, <laughs> I want to get mine out. Anyways, you know. Like, <laughs> we're so... Um, my daughter, she's been standing out of the truck since it started not going in the direction I wanted. We stopped, got her out. We're now to the point oh. where it's about to leave the road. And everything's out of the truck, guns, backpack. I everything's out. Everything's out. I go ahead, put the seatbelt on, dogs are out, and we start pulling, and everything's going fine. We're actually going finally in the direction we want to. We're off the ice. Both sets of tires and chains are in dry ground but it's the edge of the road so we're backing and we didn't realize that dad's truck had turned i kicked over a little bit because anyway so i got up against the mountain and he started coming it started coming good and i was watching him yeah we're coming all of a sudden the front end of his truck just starts woo, headed downhill well then i couldn't go nowhere you know what i mean yeah. it was just yeah so he had to sit there and it kind of leaned into a tree on his I, side I hit the brakes as we're as I feel the front tire go off the edge and it keeps sliding, but that front end right, the front passenger side dipped. And luckily just oh. went top of the hood and fender into the tree. And 
it sat still. And you were thankful we, for the tree. Very. That yeah, was that was wrong. one of the only reasons that we kept this whole thing going. We went farther with the pool instead of going and getting winches and everybody else right. was, well, there's trees. I shouldn't roll. We knew we weren't going too far. But if we'd have got past some trees, Bubba, she was way down there. You know? yeah. There was a logging road eventually. Yeah, we could have stopped at that logging road as long as we didn't bounce past it. You know what I mean? Yeah, down right. There. So it's going right over the top of it. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yes. So it leans and hits the tree. We're completely the back passenger or back driver's side tire is about a foot and a half off the ground. And the front passenger tire is about four feet off the ground, but leaned against the tree. That's yeah. holding me completely oh, like geez. we're in the it's going bye bye. At this point, I'm still in the vehicle. So everybody, <laughs> my daughter runs up to be. the edge. Dad's out of the vehicle now. Runs up like everything good? Like, yeah, we're fine. I like turn and I'm putting my feet about where the door handle is on the on your Toyota. You know, sitting there, my feet just below the window, but on top of the door handle, and I'm standing straight up in my vehicle oh, with geez. my holding my driver's door open. Couldn't really do that, so then I let it close and climbed out the window. But when you stepped off of the road, you could step where your leaf spring meets the frame. That was uh -huh. your foothold when you stepped off to step on the truck to, if you had to get oh, anything geez. left out or any of that. It was lucky. You didn't go far. So then we had two inches to pull us out. The next day, we went up there next morning. And that was an adventure, too, to get back in because the snow was deep to get one in the front and one in the back, and we kind of drug him up the side of the hill. But all in all, it turned out pretty good. you know. Yeah, man, it looked like there was some good uh, redneck engineering going on there. It it, it it was something. You know, we've done some stuff, but that one there was definitely off the side of the hill. We called in a buddy of mine that I've met years ago, um, used to run a record company. And is getting one started again. And so he helped out. He knew some procedures. There you go. He yeah. didn't. He didn't have a record, but he came up and was like, "Okay, this is what has to happen." And I was like, "Cool, the big truck that you want right here ain't gonna make it." Yeah, <laughs> and it made it very close. And then we had to hook a winch on the stinger, a portable winch, and then drag it, yeah. and then drag that truck to where we wanted it, and then pull the stinger winch out, plug that into the back of the Toyota hooked it to a tree across the road, up above the road, and then the winch on the power wagon could hook down to the front of the Toyota, and we just inched its way, give a little, take a little, both sides, right. and worked it all the way back up onto the road, and then pulled, got the Toyota back up on the road, back down, and hooked his the power wagon's winch to the front of the Toyota, buried the Toyota in the snow, just let her dig, out. and then... Let, used it as a winch point to drag him out of the back sure. out of the snow to me, and then we could back out and drive down the mountain. Yeah, it was an adventure. It we was, call we call these around here, and all our friends call these Conroy adventures. Yeah. We have there's there's tons of them from. We can go on a plan a well planned hunting trip. We did it last year right across the river here. We went and we're like, oh, we'll take the dogs for a run. I told him about his story about yeah, getting and then next morning. Five ten five uh, five ten AM we come rolling in to put dogs back into the pen. And we had yeah. left at six thirty. Just an works. adventure, right? Yeah. And I got yeah. a buddy of mine says just another chapter. That's all it is, right? Yeah, right. Just another chapter. 
Yeah. Well, hopefully you got that chapter out of the way and you guys can get some snow to melt and go catch some bears. Hopefully, yeah. This weekend we hit it. We're gonna try to hit it pretty hard. We got some buddies coming into town. I've got some class I got to do on Saturday, and he's got to work. But First thing in the morning, but Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning, anybody that's out there better watch out. We're gonna be on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you guys good luck, man. I appreciate you getting on with us again. Yeah, buddy. You gonna make the um, the trial this year? The Lolo trial? Yes, yeah. sir. You know, I don't know if Buddy's going to make it or I am. We've had a lot of family stuff come up, but I know that is one that is like always at the top of our list that we are really trying to get to because yeah. we just keep well, hearing really good things. Do a good time. Let yeah. us definitely let us know if either one of y'all are coming on and we'll make sure to meet up or if you guys need a place to crash or something, let us know. Oh, man. Greatly For appreciate sure. got it. room. Yeah. We'll have to do this again. We'll get you through bear season and do a wrap up. Yeah, so we can get some story for you. I mean, I got a bunch of stories from down south, but you know, there's some people. I have to give you some time to tell you about one. The wife got she got caught by one. We had one treed. So. Oh man. Yeah. No, it's a cliffhanger. We'll break, I did, we'll break, we'll break out some pictures. There's picture proof yeah, of this one. I got picture proof of it, but uh, yeah, no, he was. It was an interesting story, you know, for sure. She. <laughs> well, We'll start with that one next time. All right. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.